nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. In the past 24 hours, we have learned facts and seen examples. We have been advised to leave it alone, to drop it. We I just happen to believe that the people who entrusted Tony might just like to know all the facts. Even the ones that no human mind today can explain. <laughs> who does that? Who has time? The worst thing of all is... I watch it. I can't not look. It's like a drug. You can't resist it. It's an addiction. Yes, yes, yes. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the Tony Bruno Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On this Atlanta Falcons Day, we are live in the wine cellar. You didn't get that one, did you? Atlanta Falcons Day. What's today's date, Luigi Curto, as we start the podcast live here? The 28th, right? Oh, it's the 28th of three. Oh, it's I get three it now. 3-28. I get Tom Brady came back, 28-3 lead. I got it. You get it? Of course I get it. I get it now. I figured you would. Yeah. Let's not forget on this day. <laughs> 328. That was the score in the Super Bowl a year ago. I can never forget. I had a thousand on the money line. I'm not forgetting in Atlanta, that's for sure. And I'm sorry to all my friends in Atlanta. I saw that earlier on Twitter, and I had, I said, that's pretty cold, but it's pretty accurate. It is 328 as we do the show live. We're in the wine cellar. Made some homemade bolognese sauce today. I was, I was, uh, what was, what was the term, Robin? Slaving over a hot stove. Yes, he was. Yeah. I, and I was very happy to give that up. I mean, that was a complicated process. This I isn't know. some open a jar of ragu and throw in some ground meat. No. You know what I'm saying? Which is you go, the best cooks are men. You're damn right the best cooks are men. I mean, normally I was going to do the <laughs> quick and dirty version of a spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese, but you want to do the complicated Bolognese oven. has to be made. It's, got, it's, yes. got, it's a process. You, remember you trust the, the process when you make bolognese. Remember the bolognese I made over here last year? Yeah. It took about six hours. With the, exactly. Oh, it takes time, man. You're damn right. You don't just whip that stuff together. The hell and, no. And you nobody's don't get got it out of a jar. Miss Robin said, nobody's got time for that. You're damn right. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. We got time for a great show tonight, and thanks for joining us. From all over the world, we thank you. And it's a special show tonight because we have him in studio now. Can we call it in studio if it's the basement, the cellar, the wine cellar? Yes. I think so. Yes, we can. He's been all over. He's been on all the TV stations. He's an international sensation. He is. He's been everywhere. Who the fuck is that guy? No, what do you mean who's that guy? <laughs> He's a guy who once actually drew my face with word art. It I takes know. a lot of words to draw that face. Yes, it no, actually did. My <laughs> head is so big, I only had to use like 20 words. <laughs> It was just basically outrage and all the other dumb things that I say. Beautiful. Over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> exactly. But he is, he is a man. He is the Philadelphia. He's Philadelphia's great. In fact, in many, many years from now, when his children are grown and when Louise is a senior citizen. Louise? Luigi. Was I like a reoccurring? A Georgian Louise. Yeah, was I reoccurring like 227 or something? Like Louise? <laughs> Louise. When Luigi Moving on is a senior citizen. <laughs> right, runaway Italian slave? What, what the hell? What is when that? When Luigi Curto is a senior citizen guard at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, he will be taking people in when yes. he's in his 80s into the Dan Duffy wing. At the Philadelphia Museum. I hope of Art. so, and I hope it looks just like that behind us, Tony. The wing? Well, that's the building right there. Yes, that's what I hope it looks Ladies like. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the great Philly Word Art genius himself, Dan Duffy. Dan, how the hell are you, man? Thanks for coming down, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Um, when I did draw you, though, there was a non sports fan that had no idea what was going on at the location, and they said, did you just draw John Luke Picard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Said, well, now uh, you can sell those as John and, Luke Picard. And a, yeah. and a super fat Seth Rogen. Exactly. <laughs> super fat. Right. Seth. That was the other one. And I was just like, so I, I and I corrected them on both. Exactly. Well, thank you, Dan. Hey, also, what did you ever do with that? I never. Did I get a copy of that? It no. was actually Josh Innes and myself. We were at uh, Chickies and Pete's, and you yeah. came down there and yes. spent an entire show doing a Philly word art of us. Turn, turns out nobody on the planet wanted it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Could I get it, it and is. just cut my side out and like you know how people when they have break up with their girlfriends yeah. they get the picture but it's a still a really good picture of you and yeah, you want to post it wanna, yeah you just want to cut the other people out of the picture and just have you in there. You ever done that? No. Luigi Curto is here. Miss Robin is I'm here tonight. To but she's always here, Miss Robin. Yes, I am wearing her Stanford shirt. I am that she and I bought in the Stanford bookstore. At Stanford University. Are you a fan of Stanford University? No, I, we're just a fan of the bookstore. And her mother got a she went to Stanford and her mother graduated from Stanford. So you got ties to Stanford. I do. Well, and my mother has a PhD from Stanford. And she and also I gets a discount in the Stanford uh, bookstore. Because of my mother. Exactly. But yeah, so she's an alum, so I get the, the student I get the Oh good for you. <laughs> I get the discount because of her. And then I graduated. Now, people ask me what I studied, and it was like, She well, graduated cum loudly, I think, yeah, exactly. at Stanford. I think that's what I the, graduated uh, from Stanford <laughs> kindergarten. I that's right. She went oh. to Stanford I went to kindergarten. kindergarten. <laughs> I went to kindergarten. Stanford kindergarten? They have kindergarten at Stanford? Yes, they do. And I graduated. That's incredible. Do you know that there was a man named Stanford that was named after? Who was the Leland. Leland Stanford. Did you know that, Luigi? No, I did not, Tony. See? That's what happens. That's what you learn on this but show, man. instantaneously, within four minutes of the program, I'm already learning things. That's like what the show's all exactly. about. It's a learning You experience. think this is just a stupid podcast? Most of it, most people do. Yeah, that. it is. Yeah, exactly. But you also learn, and we bring on world-class artists. Now, you know, I've told this story. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast. When I was young, I was a confused Gemini kid. I loved radio, but I also loved art. And I used to, I used to draw, and then I went to an actual art class, and then I real I did commercial art. I would do the back in the day before everything was done with computers, when you actually had to write billboards were done by hand. All this other stuff. I used to love doing that stuff. And then I realized when I went to school that as much as I loved it, I realized it wasn't something I wanted to do every day. It was something that I wanted to do when I felt like it. And, that, and some artists are inspired like that, and they do things when they feel like it. Other artists can go every day. It's like writers. They can write every day. It's like painters can paint every day. But artist, artistically, I mean, I had some talent. I even did the John Nagy thing on TV. You know, when you say, hey, can you draw this? Remember right. those arcs? And then you would call in, and it's oh yeah, you qualified. Could well, have been something. There was like that, I could have been a content. I could have been. I could have done some frescoes on my own ceiling here on the what wine set. Wasn't there like Noah? A little, do you remember? Oh, send, send your, your photos yes. to dear old Captain Noah. And wasn't yeah. there like a little dog? If you could draw the dog, then you could. Yeah, be that was the yeah. John Nagy. I yeah. think it was School of Art. Right. Back in the day, in black could, and white. I couldn't do it, man. I didn't do that. I actually went to an art school. I protect art, but I can't, I can't make art. And then I posed nude for female artists when I was That's a teenager. That's the way to go. That's what I did. That's what I'm talking about. There were, there were older women who needed male models to draw the human form. You were a muse. And I was a sinewy young man. The perfect <laughs> kind of art body for older women to sculpt. Somewhere in somebody's great-grandmother's basement. Or in the attic. Your balls are showing. There is a new Tony Bruno piece of clay. Sitting somewhere. Wait, so it was just it was just the painted version, or was the no? They it was clay. They, clay. These people were these yeah. people. So were there sculptors. are little mini n n nude statuettes of Tony Bruno somewhere. Somewhere, some somebody's basement, somebody's attic, or maybe, maybe not so many. You know, maybe that many of these probably have been sold on Antique Roadshow. Could you imagine finding that? <laughs> Could you imagine watching Antique Roadshow and someone bringing up on PBS yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone walks up and goes, and they're in line to go, what do you have here? Well, I found this statue in my grandma's basement. Yeah. This is that looks familiar. <laughs> this is what's happening. This is me going to like like a and little antique yeah, or like exactly. a little one of those little antique and we're walking a by. Flea market, all, actually. Flea market. And all of a sudden I see a little statue. I'm like, Wait a minute. That looks I know him. I know him. I recognize him. Enough about my lame art career. Let's talk about someone who actually has Let's talk about skills. a man who has taken something and has taken it to not to the next level. I mean, levels never before achieved by any human. A man who went to art school, art college, and then became the greatest word artist ever. In fact, I, I don't even know. Are there other word artists out there, Dan? That, that's why I was also the... Um the self-proclaimed karaoke king of Conchahokan. You were? Because when you self-proclaim it, mm -hmm. there's nobody to... Are you good at karaoke, really? I, I, self-proclaim is the best. Hole and Oates specialist. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I keep it local. Nice. I keep it local. You got to keep but it local. I see you got the G Love and Special Sauce shirt on, so you're definitely keeping it local. I can... I can uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, what's this? What's this hot one? I like cold beverage. Yes, I love. Can I get cold a cold beverage? Yeah. yeah, but I have and a funny story sauce. about drawing naked men. Oh, you do? If I can. Yeah, right because ahead. I had to. I had to. 
I was an art major, so I went to art um, major as a in a regular state school, and then I failed out miserably um, after a great rugby career, and then had to go to a real art school. When I was at the, um, well, let's say there, there there's two terms. There's there's one great quote from Pennsylvania I liked, which was Pennsylvania is kind of like. Um, Pennsylvania, uh, what is it? Uh, New York, right? And L.A., right? Alabama in the middle, exactly, right? Well, so I was sort of, yeah, kind of. You know, I lived got, in Alabama and L.A. and Pennsylvania, so I can. We give have you- Philadelphia, we have Pittsburgh, and there's kind of, you know, exactly what we call townies in the middle, and uh, at least at a lot of the state schools. And there was a kid that came in for nude art class, and. Uh, I don't know, man. There was just something about not having any sideburns. Excuse me while I whip this out. Exactly, yes. Yeah. He had no sideburns. No, no sideburns. sideburns. So this, uh, and then the focus was strictly on the, uh, for me, it was strictly upstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And uh, I just wanted to show him real quickly, like how much better he could be looking. And it didn't take much chalk. I just gave him a little bit of sideburn, kind of right where the normal Artistic license. Mm-hmm. And I went, and this is where I went wrong. This is where I got kicked out of the art class and was, wasn't allowed back. You put dreads on his balls? Would you? <laughs> I went up to the kid and I said, look, dude, give yourself a little bit of sideburns. Look how much better you look. And I knew I nailed his face. I knew he, he looked better. And I just, he kind of cut it off at the top of the ear. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's bad. You know, the, yeah, the way yins do. Oh, that's bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. way yins in do Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The way Luigi does sometimes. No, though. what are you talking when about? He gets dude? the box. He gets the. No, I never cut. do. My points are he gets always the on chalk the line from the neck up. Never. Oh. Pub- public service announcement: If you guys ever go to art classes and are drawing somebody nude, never ever make comments. Gotcha. About the uh, the, the, the the subject. The right. subject. Yeah, but you yeah. were just commenting so just the sideburns. You can. You I was trying can, to help the guy out. So, in other words, your professor could have commented on the sideburns. What you drew, but you're not allowed to comment on the sign Never to the subject. Say it. No. You know what? If I just had one less roll to draw, it would have been easier. Yeah, oh. it's just not. It's hard to. You don't want to go there. Yeah. So you started uh, drawing you nude men. Up, you know? so how did you get? Because obviously your word art stuff is just amazing, and people who haven't seen it, the latest piece now everybody wants it. It is without a doubt one of the greatest pieces ever. It is the Philadelphia Museum of Art and the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. In that, you use every single score of every Philadelphia Eagles game. How long? First of all, what, how did you come up with this idea? Obviously, you saw the parade and you were inspired. I, I came up with the idea from, um, you know, just just a concept of, you know, typography in college. Right? I went to art school, and we're just like, can you make, can you make an illustration out of five words? And you can only write the five words. But when you write those five words, it has to tell the story somehow mm-hmm. through the visual. It was really hard to do. In fact, it's much easier to do what I do when I have thousands and thousands of words. I can just kind of use them as pixels. Yeah, but how do you stay in the line? Like, you know, like I used to have great penmanship and printing and I would make everything the same. I mean, you have every single score. Yeah. So how about on one line where you get a little I too a, high? I use a ruler. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, okay. you probably use a ruler, Tony. <laughs> okay. All right, I mean, yeah. no, but first you have to do the layout of the actual art, right? Yeah. And then you put all the words and all the other stuff. Essentially, I do a pencil drawing. I do a pencil drawing, the same as any artist might do, a sketch, mm-hmm. right? And then now they're going into their medium, right? So if you're an oil painter, a lot of times oil painters sketch in yellow paint because Anything can go over top of yellow and mm-hmm. just dominate it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how they'll do it. Uh, water water colors will do something else. I just do a pencil sketch, and then I know I'm going to fill it in with words and letters. So I just kind of leave the sketch where I like it, knowing I can erase the pencil once the pen mm-hmm. gets put down. So then I, they're all pen and ink. Yeah, they're all pen and ink drawings. All of your work, right? I'm a horrible speller, which is always a problem. But so with numbers, it's easier then. Much easier. Thank God yeah. for a word check. Well, not not with pen and ink. No, but I mean, yeah. like you do it ahead of time. It's not like you're just doing it off the top of your head. You're you. There's so but much we, research that goes into what you're doing for too. Sure. Yeah, but think like if 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 we were before the internet, 
it would be way cooler. What yeah. I did. <laughs> but now, now you get a lot of people. You get a lot of people say asterisk your Dan on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, really, not only that, but you're an amazing researcher. Not really. It's called a. Uh, ProFootball.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazing research. Yeah, you can get the score of everything. Pro Football Reference. Pro Football Reference, right. Yeah, which is, uh, and they're actually local, all those guys. Now, has anybody fact checked all your scores on there? Because you know that's how people are nowadays. By the way, you said the score on this one game was 28 to 10, and it was 28 get to 13. Get some facts. 13. And come back and see me. Exactly. You got it wrong. You got that one wrong. Yeah, you got that one wrong. Because people love to do that in this day and age of spell checks and fact checkers. And microphone checkers one, two, one, and so experts annoying. and analytical experts who know every crappy stat so they can call up sports talk shows and yell at the host because they know more than you do because they're better yeah. at Google. 619-924-9874. That's the number to call in tonight. 619-924-9874. And as far as we know, the phones are actually working. No, they're tonight. working great right now. Are right they working? Now. Right yeah, now. They're working so fine. They Beautiful. So, Dan, now how many pieces? This is your latest piece, and it's an absolute well, masterpiece. let me answer your question. Yes. Dr. J was the scariest person. Because he has some kind of crazy memory. So I gave... And I have a, your Dr. J, I, I gave Dr. J my, my, my original of his piece, which was every game from the 82-83 championship season, the faux-faux-faux mm-hmm. season, as they called it. Absolutely. The, the process that worked. Malone. It wasn't quite all faux-faux. No, it, it was 4-5-4, four, four, actually. Yeah, right. Faux-faux-faux. Close enough. Yeah. But, but I, I really... I never met anybody that big before. And... You know, I shook his hand and he said, "I've seen your piece," and and I said, "Well, it's a, it's my honor to give you the original." And they, his assistant or whoever was there with him, said, "You know, he has a crazy memory. He remembers every game he ever played." That's nuts. And I didn't believe it. And then I gave him the thing, and he said, "You know, I remember all these games. I'm going to let you know if you're wrong." I said. <laughs> Yeah, please do. Here's my <laughs> here's my cell phone number. He hasn't called me since. So 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 luckily, I think I got that one right. No, I mean so so this is the latest, and it's obviously everybody loves it. As soon as they people saw it, and as soon as I posted it on my Facebook page and, and Twitter, it was I gotta have that. I gotta have that. And obviously, it's it's selling like hotcakes because it's an amazing piece. Is that your most complicated, complex piece to date? Yeah, scenes in general are. The human face is always hard, you know, because you got the eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. Sideburns, but but I don't necessarily, especially the sideburns. <laughs> exactly. I don't ever. Up. I don't necessarily worry about people being able to read it. You know, mm-hmm. I know the letters are there, but the letters will make up an eyeball. Good luck trying to read them when you go through an eye. But with this piece, I really wanted people to see every game, right? Like, so if anybody was ever at the game, I wanted it to be legible. And then there was just the vastness. I knew I could get the building, but what was odd about it was the crowd was darker than the trees. Now, anybody thinks about drawing a tree, you would think like the tree is the dark part. Nobody ever thinks about drawing a tree as being lighter. Right. You than drew the it in relief. Isn't that the right word? That is exactly. That's, this girl Look went to Stanford. God. She went to Stanford <laughs> kindergarten, dude. Hey, that's where you have to that's, start somewhere. Yep, that's yeah. why I'm so smart. I started early. Damn right. How many people do you know that graduated come loudly? Let's at- not stand on ceremony here. <laughs> Take it easy, all right? So then my sister. Your happy little trees, all right? My sister comes up with the most annoying. The most annoying. Um, what is it? Is well, you have nothing but grass. It's like grass. It's winter. It's, it's there's no grass. It's, it's all frozen eagles, mud. It's eagles jerseys. Yeah. They're green. Exactly. What am I supposed to do? They're like, well, you know, that was. She was like, it looks like it's just a bunch of grass. And where are the people? I was like, the people are wearing green. You. Wait a minute! You almost said something bad. To your sister. Well. That would have been... Now, how many siblings do you have in your family? Just me and my sister. Yeah, okay. we, we, we're, we're very hard on each other understand. in general. Now, is she, is she artistic so as well? She is, she is artistic, yeah. She's very more, good? More like, a, more like singer-songwriter. Okay. Yeah. So absolutely. she'll critique your work. Do you critique her work? It, that is exactly the way it works. That's the way it should we, work. And then we click, click, hang up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then we don't talk to each other in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Duffy, <laughs> you can see all now. Everything you've done is on Philly Word Art, the website, right? phillywordart.com. No, 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 the other one, it's the newer one. No, Here. I mean not Art of Words. Art of Words. Art of Words. Dot com is where you can see all your work because it's not just Philly stuff. Obviously, you're a Philly guy, and there's a lot of great Philly stuff. But when we did our Christmas show, the Tony Claus one, 
We gave out, you know, we were giving there away some so of your great works. Many, and people whether were it's just crazy music or whether it's history. The Brian Dawkins one was pretty. Right, yeah, but I'm talking about well, those. Those are those are sports, but the Beatles, the one, Beatles one, and the Jimi Hendrix, yes, and the like. There's so many For different Springsteen. Yeah, I've tried to uh, focus on three topics that I'm in love with, which are music, history, and sports. So, I love you know. American history, ancient history, Genghis Khan. I'm ready. To, you know, I, I love it all. Um, but music is it fairly obvious. I mean, if you don't love music, there's something you know, wrong. Something yeah, wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. In general, um, and I'm even you know willing to go a little country. Really, Willie Nelson. Oh, oh sure. yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, transcends yeah. country yeah. though. There's a couple I think so for yeah, sure. There's a couple that tran- transcend, and then you have the bluegrass guys from like the '70s. Um, Guy just passed away, you know. That was kind of, kind of rock and roll. Oh kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the band. Maybe the band is a little country. Does anybody think the guys from the band were country or the band? Up is on Cripple rock? Creek. That was a country song that the band did. I felt. Remember? Well, it's funny because Cripple there was people Creek. that were called country back then that would not be considered country anymore. Not now. No. Right. But. I got me a little uh, so big and rich, right? I know big and rich. Big and rich oh, I told you I hung out in the in the in the bus with Rich, right? With John Rich. Big yeah. wasn't there that night down in Tampa. <laughs> no, you hung out with half a big and rich. We <laughs> hang out with the rich part. That's good. Now, like I don't know Florida Georgia line, but I know that I should listen to their songs. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm at least knowledgeable enough. Yeah, no, you got to be. You have to be eclectic. Yeah. You know, if you just are into one genre of music, then you're not... Especially if you call yourself an artist where, exactly. where people might shut you down because, oh, that's not my style immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I plus I played rugby and wow. I was trying to get people to come play rugby. Now, were you allowed to put your head down in rugby and go into the other guy in a scrum or did they change the rules too? You were too? allowed? Well, you have to have your head up just so no. in case you don't go helmet to helmet. I'll tell you, you, you were allowed... And and a lot of people that came from football to rugby, they found out very quickly. No, I know, I know exactly. You're, you're allowed to do it. Yes, you just won't do it again. Exactly. <laughs> I played it. one game of rugby in my entire life. That's some tough boys right there, man. That's it. I won't do it anymore, man. Now, Robbie thinks like Australian rules football play. is tougher than rugby, but it's not. It's easier. It's is it not more dangerous? What Aussie rules? I would say. Well, you get to oh, carry Aussie a gun. Rules. Aussie yeah. rules is way. It's way more. That's scary. What's Aussie rules? Did you see his face? That's where they. That's where they jump up and they hit it like this. Yeah, and then they get it over. They get points. They're hitting, hitting each other. It's like as a combination of gymnastics scary. and acrobatics and football. Well, yeah. Have you ever tried Tycone rules football? No, that's <laughs> because no, it's right. freaking dangerous, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> But no, when ESPN first started, they didn't have enough programming, and they used to put Aussie Rules football on yeah. late at night because they didn't have all the, the franchise. Right. They didn't have the NFL. They didn't have the NBA. They just were looking for programming. So they put on local Connecticut. You know, ESPN started out doing local Connecticut. The owner, the guy who started it, wanted to put local Connecticut sports on on satellite so people around the state could see it. It's not even on the east coast of Connecticut, right? You have to, like, drive... Into Connecticut yes. to get there. It's actually closer to the Massachusetts state line <sighs> up there, which is where the NBA, the Basketball Hall of Fame is, right on the other side of the Massachusetts state line. But anyway, enough about ESPN. Yeah, thank God. I was just talking about Aussie Rules football, which is which, which is, is huge. It's huge. You know what else is huge? Bags. Bags is real big, Bags. brother. Bags. We've been, we've, sacks. I've, no. What's that? Sacks. Heavy sacks. What are you talking no, about? Bags. No, no. See, why can't I make it like that? Just Cornhole. Yeah. What are you talking about? Bags heavy sex. No, it's just bags. They're both sacks. sacks. They're little sacks. sacks. They're little sacks. Sa- I thought you sacks. said sex. No. Didn't you oh. think she said no, sex? No, I know what she heavy said, but it was sex. involving sex. It's just not. It's not called for. She looked good talking. What you are you talking about? Making any kind of sexual references on the show? Watch out for your cornhole, bud. Exactly right. <laughs> now, have you played bags cornhole? Do I? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Are you good at it? I would say I'm uh, seven out of ten. He's a really? self-proclaimed. Uh, Hall of Famer over there. (laughs) (laughs) In general, I I self-proclaim myself seven out of ten in most. Well, tonight we're having somebody come on. There's nobody better than him. There's, there's. Oh no, are we having both or just one? I think it's just not Guy Nation. You know, Guy Nation. If you really are a sports aficionado and connoisseur like I am, if you get if you get this channel, 
You got the hell. You got the greatest. They were on pop- ESPN last week. Yeah, but it was like the Ocho, wasn't it? Or was no, it, like, oh, it was on oh, ESPN regular. regular. Yeah. It was the National Bag Championships. I used to run. A ba- I used to run a, a cornhole league in Philadelphia. It was a bar. These league. guys are legit. These guys. So was I. I. Made money. It was clean. It was on the books. Not like these nah, guys. Not I like remember these when guys we went down to Florida and our good buddies down there. Well, Dean obviously is a big. guy. He's not a good buddy. He's, he's not a, a jackass, pro. But... He's a jackass, but he's a friend. Yeah, he's a friend. But Dean's good, and you <laughs> yes. saw Dean play. Yeah, and then our other buddy down there who makes boards, Danny Dow. Danny Dow. He he's he's the one who told us about the guy's family. It's, it's a father and son. They call themselves Guy Nation. Right. They have their own shirts. Their bags say Guy Nation on them. These guys aren't just the guys who like buy get rental shoes and go out to a bowling alley. These guys have their own empire. It's okay. a brand. It really is. Matt and Brett. Brett's the son. He's twenty four. The dad's uh, Matt. And these guys are phenomenal. I'm watching them, and they never miss. I know it's just hole and, after and, hole and after hole and after, after bags hole. in front of a hole. They just go over and go Scott. They they air mail it and go over the bags and straight into I mean, the hole. These guys are hitting holes at John Holmes type. Oh, you know what I'm saying like man. I mean seriously. See, see what? Look at what I'm he's just, no, criticizing I'm, I'm equating the stats. By the way, even real quick, Donald Trump has as many has many hits many holes as these guys. Jesus, Tony, come on. You're fired. Thank so, you. There are people are asking on social media that the one thing that we haven't asked yet of, of Dan is that as meticulous as this artwork is, now what is the normal time that goes into doing just a standard, normal size, not, nothing to this grand stature over here, but just something along the lines of something like that, like smaller? No, that's the piece. No, no, for an original piece, though. If he's not doing something really big. Yeah, I... Um, you said something like this took like 23 hours, right, or something like that? Well, more 200, than that. 200. 200, yeah, 200. 200 hours. Yeah, this is way more. <laughs> yeah. No, his Phil Martelli picture took him 25 hours, right? Just Phil the Mar- face. Phil Martelli took me 24 hours. And, and you uh, didn't have to put hair. And I, yeah, exactly. And I, it was fairly easy. <laughs> well, just a little on the side. Yeah. But um, 200. we helped out with the coaches versus cancer, which is what matters. So right, exactly. it was worth all the torture I had to. And he's got decent for sideburns for me for a guy who's losing it. Exactly the yeah. sideburns I tried to put on the mail. See what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah, so, exactly. So, so even though you're bald up top, doesn't mean you got to forget about your sideburns. It's all about the dimensions, man. So oh. 200 plus hours then, on this alone. Would you put sideburns on Tony then? I have no, last no, week. no, no. You can't no, go sideburns. Because if you go full bald, you know, yeah. then yeah, just you, putting you, sideburns yeah, on. Unless you go reverse and you go full bald to a fade all the way to a long yeah. beard. So if you started at the top, right, bald, right, bald. and then could, a t- oh, continuous man. fade, perfect fade, mm-hmm. all the way to a to the North Philly freeway. Yeah, but you beard. can't start a shape up at the back of his head, though. You I could. Mean, you, it's dangerous. No, I, I mean though. last week I, my could. beard was almost fully grown. It. I almost had a fully grown beard, and my try. hair was getting. It was actually fuzzy, and I was going to let it go. And then I said, "Now nah, we were going to the." It's red an ball. art experiment. I was gonna do the whole. Try it. I was gonna it's do since modern contemporary, bro. Since I was shaving it off, I was gonna do all kinds of things, like do the the one the old school sideburns that came up here. Yeah. Before is I that shaved a Fu Manchu? No, the Fu Manchu is one that's down here where you just uh, clean this out and then you just have mutton chops. Yeah, Isn't that's that what it's called? Fu Manchu. Yeah, but those things are mutton chops. No, those are mutton chops. Yeah. The sideburns, and I had those back in the Did day. Did you have it's big old mutton chops? Yeah, absolutely. Kareem Abdul Jabbar have in the Bruce Lee movies. Of the seventies, yeah, the um, those were the um, they they came out just like you what you're talking about the mutton bells. chops. Those are mutton chops. Mutton yeah, chops. they came all the way okay. out like that. Yeah. They're like, it's like, like a civil war piece look. of pork, you civil know, a look. pork chop. That's, right what the, that's what civil war soldiers had. The pork chop. Nah, look. It wasn't a good look then. It's not a good look now, but no, yeah, it mutton depends. chops are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they said about the man bun. It's still not a good look, but then well. again. I'm thinking about growing one. I don't know. See, you now the one the yeah, thing that I don't like is where they have the mutton chops and then they have like an inch of space and then they have the beard going in. Well, that's when you're young. Yeah, yeah you, you have, have to do something new. Yeah, yeah. Really that's old. important. Get the slits in your eyebrow. Um, trying to wild out. And everything, everything old is new again. I, I heard some crazy quote. If you want to see like great fashion, the, the worst thing you could wear is whatever was fashionable 20 years ago. And if you want to get a little bit more fashionable, you go to 30. And then what's in is probably 40 years ago. And then if you want to get like on point, whatever was 50 years ago comes back. Yep. But the worst thing you could ever do is wear the same thing you wore 20 years ago. I totally agree with you. Now, like the 80s are hot again. So 50 50 years ago would be the 70s. Yes. The seventies, and, and you, I'll show you pictures. All of the paisley tuxes are coming back. All the tuxes, the tux that I wore at my wedding in the seventies, uh-huh. right now would be 
considered outlandish yep. or really like hip like and hip, trendy. Hip, yes. hip and trendy. And I don't mean like stupid. I mean like cool. Yes. Like the toxins we wear from Domenico's. Yep. No, but All you day. know what they're not doing though? They are not bringing, thank God. The ruffle shirts, yeah. The ruffle shirts and the, uh, the really jeans. long um, uh, collars. What do you call it? The the Butterfly collar? No, the really long... They came out. Pterodactyl yeah. collar? I didn't have those. I never wore the, those. No, the really long. Tony, look at me. I didn't wear that. Nobody got that. <laughs> but I mean, I have bell. I mean, huge collars. If you pop yeah, them up, you pop them up to your It's like a wind sail. <laughs> right. When the bell bottoms came out, when I was a kid, everybody had to have bell bottom jeans. And now people can. The thing about now is you can wear anything. It does. You don't have to be. It doesn't have to be about the eighties, the seventies, the sixties. People wear. Remember, it used to be if you couldn't wear stripes with polka dots. All that shit's out the window now. So you have to you wear stripes. You you don't now. have to match anything. You don't have to wear a, a solid shirt with a striped tie. Are you still? Is it still illegal to wear white after Labor Day though? That's still frowned yes, upon. Yes, that's it? still frowned upon. But no, but there's winter whites now, right? Oh, the winter whites. The well, winter no, that's whites. always been okay. You just can't wear summer white after Labor. Day. What the hell's the difference between summer white and a winter white? A winter pounds? white. No, what, the I think a the winter summer white, white is more like the winter an white is more racist because it's too, it's not white enough or it's too it's not white. woke enough is what whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's it's, it's got to no. be racist. A winter just like white, just like the uh, just like the new uh, what was the ad they pulled? Uh, yesterday? Heineken. Heineken's new uh, light ad. No, what's that all about? Uh, it's okay. ridiculous. Well, I'm trying to get somebody in the marketing part and didn't quite think that through. It was a bad idea. <laughs> it's now Michelob has an ultra light now, so you know you that can't get no lighter. That's really racist. I know. It's ultra light beer. Let alone light beer. But anyway, I digress. Chance I the rapper. If you want to know what's racist, I now defer to Chance the rapper, who's the final. Uh, Is he the go-to? Arbiter. He's the go-to okay. guy on what's racist anymore, based on the Heineken commercial, because he's the one who called out Heineken <sighs> and said their ad was racist for Heineken Light. But anyway, let's get back to the business. So, Dan Duffy, I'm going to go to the website right now. Yeah. But I, you have some other art too, and I so you brought this in. Now you didn't do this. No. Another artist did it. But yeah. you have been commissioned by him. No. Um, well, I'm going to say you have his artwork. Right. Yeah. Uh, What's the artist's have, name? He has the rights. There's a great artist named Bill Purdom. And he, this guy was a classic painter of baseball history. And I bought a company that was failing. They represented my artwork for about a year. And then they said, hey, Dan, we're going out of business. I goes, well, I just did 10 pieces of art for you people. What right. am I going to do with it? He's got the logos of all the teams on it. And they're just like, well, whatever. <laughs> I was like, well, let me let me take it over. Let me try to sell art for other artists. And 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 this guy was just a prolific painter. And you and you brought passed two away. Over. He passed away like two two three years ago. So in other words, when you purchased this company, they had the rights to a couple of different artists, including this guy. Yeah, I have I have like eight hundred of these pieces, which I think is one of the coolest. Here, pieces. I'll tell you what, that I can bring. you could sell a thousand of these right now. I feel like I'm on QVC. Yeah. Last of the quantity. Right Look at this. This is one of my. This you, is one of the great. You should hold it away from the microphone, though, oh, pro. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get it in front of a camera. <laughs> pro. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm, I'm just. I'm razzing. not a QVC model. I'm just razzing. You see, so hold on, hold on. thirty-two was Cunningham. Hold There's on. Billy Cunningham, that, and then man. of course. The greatest battle in the Will history of the NBA. Who was seventeen the, for the for the? I don't know, man. Look, Lamar Odom and, and Courtney Kardashian's right there. It's right there with 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 Will. That's and Bill. Will Chamberlain and, Bill, and Russell. Bill Russell, Celtics, Sixers, Sixers back in the sixties when the NBA was the best league in the world when it was great. This this was painted. This is yeah, a it's painting. a painting. I would imagine the original probably sold for like fifteen thousand dollars. This is amazing. There there was this company in Brooklyn, and um, you know the thing about artists is they're good at painting. They're not necessarily good at selling pieces exactly. of paper. That's why they have starving <laughs> artists. Right. Ever hear of the starving artists? Yeah, and I'm, I put it up on Twitter because because. Dan didn't think anyone would be interested in this. Are you kidding me? There's some serious interest in this right now. I think there are people that are interested in it. It's just, um, you know. It's a phenomenal painting. Look at that. It's incredible. Russell and Chamberlain. My dad would love that. Yeah. And it's on, and this was a, this is a 187 of 500s, right? Right. So there's only 500 of these? 500 prints. Wow. Yeah. There might be, there might be another hundred unsigned that like we were waiting to see if anything happened mm-hmm. and then he could re-sign them. So it's it's really cool. And there's also artist proofs that I have. Mm-hmm. It's the coolest thing is like... Um, I love art. I mean, it, we have stuff all over. Robin buys like cats drinking uh, 
Uh, absinthe out of a jar, out of that's a glass. Well, I'm really into those old vintage uh, ad posters. Yeah. Like liquor liquor and travel. Liquor? Posters. Liquor yeah. and travel. Are, I just like, love those. I liquor when I travel. Pan Am yeah. posters. I travel first. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. For me, specifically because I'm from the Netherlands, I love the Holland oh. America line right. posters Bounty. and the KLM posters. The old, it used to be called the Flying Dutchman. And there's some really, really cool vintage ones. And I actually am incredibly, incredibly upset. I posted something on uh, social media about a month ago. I had purchased a something that I'd been looking for for 15 years. I purchased the poster. I finally got it. It's not, it's not that I... It's expensive. It's just you just can't find it. Yes. It's a specific one. I finally found it. I had it upstairs. In a tube. In a tube. But we have like 20 tubes. And, and I, then she just threw tubes away, not I realizing actually, that it was in one of the tubes. I mean, I even looked inside all the tubes, but I don't know exactly what happened. I must have accidentally thrown one away. And that poster was in there. Give I'm her just, one of those. Like, I was already ready to I am right. so, like, I was, I was so upset. I was crying. I was yeah. crying. I was so upset. But, so now well, it's going to take me another 15 years but to that's, find it. But that's literally exactly how rare art becomes rare. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you were doing the right thing by... By making that one poster a little more rarer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you have another one there, a baseball one. I want to see that one. Yeah, the baseball one's pretty Because this is another painting. It's yeah, a, it's a painting. It's a local guy named Mike Kuiper. Not, my, not Mel, Mel Kuiper, Kuiper, draft expert. No. Any Mike, relation? Mike, uh, probably probably uh, 15th distant cousins. Somewhere. Um, this guy's a local guy, Happer or Horsham area. He spent, I think, six months. After the World Series painting this. The original um, we had hanging in the press box of uh, Citizens Bank Park Okay, uh, for a lot of years until one of uh, the wealthy patrons wanted it for themselves. So <laughs> so he did a good job, man. And he's he, he like wants to draw the moment that every team wins. That's and, awesome. and all of them, and and that's the hard part. It's like it's like I want you to do the national championship. It's just like, it's just like how do we how do we get it? Let how me describe a little it? bit for the people here on Facebook yeah. that are that are watching here. Is sure. that as you have the field here for the World Series in two thousand eight, and what he did was he put every single player on the back of a of a of a fan's jersey or jersey, as we like to call it, in the audience in the stands. So as you look in around, the foreground, as you're yes, looking from as you behind can see players. everyone there. From that 2008 team is de- is depicted in that in that painting. Yep. You have you know Cole Hamels over there, Ryan Howard, Jamie Moyers there, Chase Sutley in the background, Shane Victorino, Jason Worth, Carlos Ruiz, all those players. Not they don't have, he doesn't paint them on the field. He has them on people's backs yep. in the stands. No, and it's pretty really cool. Field, and in the field, they're doing exactly what each of them did the yes. moment. So if 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 obviously Lidge put his hands up. Mm-hmm. If somebody else did a closed fist, you see Victorino running in from center field. There, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 a, it's an amazing piece, um, and it, it's one of those things where there's 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 great artists out there. They do these great things, and then they're like, well, well, how do I get it to the people? Right, exactly. And that's that's the catch twenty. Well, luckily you've come to uh, the Tony Bruno Art Show tonight. That's right. Now. We have blast of the quantity here now. We're gonna put this one up right now. And we're gonna start the bidding. Oh no no no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Be dialing, people. Be dialing. <laughs> We're going to have heavy action on this one. There's a limited quantity. How many are now? This isn't signed, though. This is called Finally, P H I N A L L Y. That's right. Finally, the 2008 World Champion. How Philly. most artists would spell it. Okay, so yes. now what, where where would they be able to find it if they wanted to purchase something like yeah, this? Yeah, finally, finally um, you, would, you, you would Google search legendary sports prints. Legendary sports prints. Legendary okay. sports prints. So you're not selling these in, in particular. No, that's that's my company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, how come I didn't know that? It's because it's it's a, me and a bunch of other artists. Okay. And the truth is, I just realized that it's really hard to sell other artists' art. I have to sell my art, mm-hmm. and then I have to give them the tools for them to sell their own art. No, it's so, great. I think so when artists collaborate, what, what, collaborate what, what, it's what great. We, what I'm trying to tell, what we're, we're, we're trying to tell Mike Hubbard to do is whatever we do. You do it. Let's all do it together. Because what I have is license. I, I we produce artwork for Major League Baseball, and you know we're, we wanted to do more pieces. It's just the guy. It takes him six months. Yeah. You know, and you know, guys looking at forty hours a week for six months. How do you pay somebody to do it? Right. Even though you can 
Because when he sells an original, it's for for fifteen twenty thousand dollars. But it's just like it's a crazy. It's almost like it needs crazy to be business. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be commissioned ahead of time. Ahead of time. That's the way most yeah. fine artists work. Right. I work a completely different other way. I don't ever sell my originals. I don't care about my originals. I make my originals strictly for the fact that I want forty dollar prints to be in every home. Mm-hmm. And, and you gave the, the original of the uh, of the Eagles Championship Parade to Ray Dittinger, yes. Hall of Famer, writer, great guy, and you brought it to him personally over there at the yeah. NBC Sports Philly. There was really nobody else. I mean, leading into other than me, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Luigi I was Curto, top five. I mean, it's... I'm sure I was top five when you were thinking of who should get the definitely original. top five. Okay, good. Yeah, but he wasn't on the Mount Rushmore. But Ray Dittinger was no Ray Dittinger deserves it too. absolutely. Yeah, and as you, as, you, as you do your brackets. Yeah. You Although know. you know he did get he got the ring he. They gave him a ring? They gave him a ring, I think, right? They didn't give anybody a ring yet. They haven't even well, made it. Well, but them. he's going to get one, I believe. I don't know. Is he? He should. I believe I heard I he was know. getting Maybe a ring. he shouldn't. I got to be honest with you. He, he takes that, like, I'm a journalist and not part of the team yeah. very seriously. So maybe he he might not ring. accept it. No, I don't think he will. I heard. I don't think they're going to get a ring. I don't think they're going to give him a ring. I don't know. I don't think so. As I mean, listen, nobody loves Ray Dittinger more than I do. I've known the guy for 50 years. And there's no way that he's not worthy of the painting. But I, I and some teams do that. They'll give them. They'll give them to all the employees. You know, they'll give them to you know the, the kids who help in the locker rooms. The guy washes the washes the uniforms. They'll all get Super Bowl rings. The guy that cuts the grass, maybe the guy who cuts the grass. Well, well, Elton Brand get a ring at the Sixers ever uh, hoist the yes he will <laughs> yes he will championship trophy. He got a lot of uh, cons. He got a lot of cash. Yeah, uh, he for, did for a couple of years. About and he's one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet in sports. I Elton bet. Brand. I got to know him out with the Clippers, and then of course the Sixers signed him when he was one of the free agents available, and everybody would do he that. Put a lot of class money in that act. Guy. Yeah, right. he's class act and a great human. Put a lot being. of money in that guy. And he was the he was the guy out there, and they said, "Let's go after Elton Brand." And Elton Brand had some good years with the Clippers in L.A. And obviously, Elton Brand at that point, the Sixers. That's why now everybody's excited, not because Elton Brand wasn't a good player. They've had a lot of good players over the years. And, you know, the, the, the people who ripped me about not trusting the process, it wasn't the process I didn't trust. It was the consumer fraud that was that's occurring. The, that's what, and, and that's, that's what people understands. always forget. They think that I'm mad that the 76ers are good now because they drafted a bunch of young players who are finally gelling. No, I said this before. I said, you know, you, you, you have the, the process, and then while the process is going, you're processing. And then once you finally get to the NBA Finals or attract – a guy like LeBron James to come and play here because the team is that good. But you may You've not officially even need process, LeBron James. Is what I'm saying. But I'm saying you may not even need him. Yeah. With this, but team. I'm not going to turn. I'm not going to kick no, him out. No, I'm bed, not dude. either. But I'm saying that you, you're building a team now that's got a lot of pieces already there. And if LeBron mm-hmm. comes here, fine. But I don't think that that you know. To me, would I love LeBron to come here? Yes, because if they don't win a championship, if LeBron were to come here, that would be a complete outrage. Yeah. You want to talk about outrages? That no. would be complete. Because remember, he, Charles Barkley went to went places to try to win a championship. Yeah, but, Barkley, but those teams he went to, they weren't. Phoenix uh, wasn't a bad team. Phoenix when he wasn't went that. I mean, him and Dan Marley and Danny. I mean, we're, we had he Danny Ainge. Was finals, didn't he? They made the finals. And they got yeah. boat raced. Absolutely, but boat he didn't raced go by to Chicago. some bad, bad team. They were bad. And he the Houston, the Houston Rockets team, it was it was basically like uh, those guys are walking around wearing freaking heart monitors. That's how old they were by the time he got there. The point is, he did not go to the New Jersey Nets when they were horse crap. No, he went to try to find a ring somewhere. Exactly. He went to the wrong spot. And play, well, who knows the right spot? You don't go no. to a team and get guaranteed a ring because you're a no, great but, player. No, but however, though, when he went where he went was the West. And the West was actually weak back then. Yes. Phoenix and Houston, they were, you know, th- those, those were the class of the West, but the West was very weak. The East was very strong, exactly. okay? Now the tides have turned. Now the, East is, now the West is really strong and the East is really weak. So if LeBron would decide to stay here in the East, his best landing spot would be the Philadelphia 76ers. And if he were to come here, he would pretty much, pretty much cement the fact they're going to make a couple fr- a finals in, in a few years. I mean, they better it, win some rings. If you bring LeBron James here and you don't win a ring... If LeBron gets here, in three years they win a ring. How old is LeBron going to be next year? He'll be 33 years old. Yeah, so that's good. He's got two... I'd I'd say 35. But don't forget, though, Dan, the the miles don't have to be as long on him on this team. He doesn't have to to play the amount of minutes he has to play with Cleveland. I mean, in general, though, just everything diminishes. Sure, but he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down whatsoever. But our guys are going to be rising as his are diminishing, and he could be the leader. And if do you think LeBron James would come here if the – this is the big talk now is if the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, would the Phillies have signed Jake Ariema? 
would 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 Philly be on the map? Well, I think the, I, there's no does doubt the, that the Eagles have brought, but but the Phillies are does another this have young anything team. Anything to do? No, with no, that I don't think so. No, no, no. Okay. I just think that all the teams in Philly are on the right. Even the Flyers are struggling and they're inconsistent <laughs> and they're still having goaltender issues. They got a lot of young players. On the Emmys yeah. coming back. This now. reminds me of this reminds me of the '70s because that's when I started covering sports full time. Is when you had young players on a lot of teams. The Phillies had Schmidt, Boa, Luzinski, all those guys coming up in that era. The Flyers were. You know, not that long in the league, and they were making moves toward the Stanley Cup Finals, and they win their cups in '74 and '75. Mm-hmm. You had the Eagles, who were bad, but then they bring in Vermeil at '76, and all of a sudden starts to turn a little bit. Yeah, and they they make a Super Bowl. Same thing with the Sixers. same thing with the Sixers. The Sixers were great. You know, they uh, they didn't win a championship, but they were in the finals. Of course, they were in that era, and the Phillies Everybody were in that was era in the finals when the there were so many good teams in the National League. I mean, you had the Dodgers and the Reds. That was loaded, brother. I mean, it was loaded. It was just like the, what happened in the East when Michael Jordan was playing. I mean, the Knicks had great teams with Patrick Ewing. They couldn't beat him because Listen, man, Michael Jordan was the best. In the late 80s and early 90s, just if you got through the Eastern Conference Finals, you, you should have just gotten a ring. Because exactly. the, that's where all the competition was. Exactly. That's really where it was. And that's why a lot of great players in the Eastern Conference, like Barkley and, and, uh, and, and Isaiah uh, Patrick Thomas. Ewing, and those guys couldn't get a ring. They couldn't get past the Chicago Bulls. It was a dynasty. And that's, we don't see much of that anymore. Well, for a while, it was, you know, Michael, you know, Michael couldn't get past those guys, and then eventually they couldn't just get past Michael. Exactly. Once, 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 they put, once they got Phil Jackson in there and put the, put the town around Michael as well, he was able to shine and become, you know, arguably the greatest to ever do it. But again, with LeBron coming here, I don't think it has anything to do with the, with the success of the other Philadelphia teams or the Eagles win the Super Bowl, but it just has the, this goes to show that the success that they're putting on the court now with the young players that they have in Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and, you know, have we seen the return of Markel Fultz, who, again, is he playing tonight? Yeah, uh, he will be. I think he is available tonight. But coming off the injury, again, you know, played 14 minutes. They were high-quality minutes. Gets up 13 shots. He was aggressive. And, you know, he looked a little bit rusty for his first game back on that. But, you know, he attacked the rim, and he played well. That's it. That's all I'm that glad he's healthy enough to play. That's all that matters. If he gives him something down to play off stretch, it's all that matters, man. And he gives, and he gives, uh, he gives some players a, a blow here, too, late in the season. Because the Sixers, unlike the San Antonio Spurs and some other teams, they don't rest guys. I mean, obviously they were careful with Embiid, but Ben Simmons is playing every night. And so now he'll at least give Ben Simmons a blow here with eight, nine games to go in the regular season before they start the playoffs. This isn't like the Sidney Young situation. With Sidney Eagles, Jones. Sidney Jones, Jones, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The, you know, the, 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 the first-round pick who was getting healthy and everybody wanted him to play in the last two games. You can't throw a guy out in a secondary where you rely on so many other people and hope that he can fit in there in a crucial playoff run. It's different in basketball. Well, Brett actually called called out Markel Fultz just a little bit, and I, it was good for Fultz to say, you know what, I'm I'm healthy, I'm I'm ready to go, I can play. He did call him out a little bit. He did call him out, and 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 Markel Fultz was the one who did step up and went to the trainer and said, hey, listen, I'm I'm okay, I can go play. So they let him play. But he should have had a better grasp of what happened. And I don't give me that he's a 19-year-old kid. No. And I'm not, I'm not knocking him. But after his first game, he had no answers for the media. Well, that's he, the other thing. He was, not, he, he was hung at the dry by, by the Sixers. By the Sixers yeah, that's what I'm saying. They should have said to him. They're Coach him up a little you, bit, yes. They're going to ask you about, hey, what happened to you? Were you hurt? Was it mental? And then he, he, he didn't even answer that, the question. That was the, I didn't no, see any of that. See, this was the, here, Dan. So what oh, happened so was. So I don't want to gang up on the kid. He had eight assists. What happened? He had a decent game. He had, he had 10 points, eight assists, six but rebounds, and 14 said, minutes. But when they said, was your phantom to, shoulder? What no, happened? no. It got to the right? point where they have to ask the question. It's your first game. Of course. And so the media, Why? they're not being jerks to him. They're asking him a legitimate question. No one attacked. What happened? You know, was it your shoulder? Because we heard all the stories. We saw you couldn't shoot. Was it psychological? Was it was it was it physical? And he had no answer. And instead of saying, you know, it was a combination of things, or just give him something, he gave them nothing, which then leads to massive speculation. You can't leave a nineteen-year-old to that. What, no, exactly. Yeah. What happened was they, you know, he go, he comes out there, and again, they gave him a couple, a couple of the layups. You know, hey, great game coming back. How'd you feel, and all this stuff like that. And then somebody goes out there and says, hey. You know, how do doing their feel? job. That's what exactly. you're supposed you know, to do. And again, you missed the entire season because of a shoulder. And so I said, hey, how was the shoulder? What's been happening? All this other stuff. And he go, he, go, he basically just ducks his head. You know, the next question kind of a thing. But he didn't say anything. No, that's, but when you're worse than when saying you're next Fultz, they should have just they should have just talked him up a little bit and said, hey, Markel, just say something along the lines of, hey, look, man, you know, we were out. We didn't feel it was ready for me to come back yet. Uh, obviously, we're at a point in the season where I'm, I'm healthy enough and the, and the training staff has done a great job and we're ready to go. So they put me out there and we're going to see how it feels. And, you know, tonight it felt great. Well, he should have been, been coached. Done. 
He should have been Robin's coach. The bottom line is up. this. Yeah. The organization failed him. They hung him yes. out the dry. They he did. didn't fail the organization. Right. This thing has been handled poorly from Jump Street. Yes, And agreed. the Sixers, unfortunately, have a history of always making injury situations like Weird. You're trying to get the Zapruder film to find out. <laughs> Just give us like legitimate updates. You're right. Yeah, right. you're right. This isn't like hockey where they say a guy's so, got a lower, lower body, body injury. injury. Right, it could be but, anything. But 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 here's where I'll come back on that is, didn't uh, Coach Brown say, you know what, this was his and his team decision, and I'm I want to congratulate his team for making this decision to come back and play basketball. No, there was. So then yeah, what, what right. I think Brown was saying, and I think what the Sixers are saying is. Okay, so you've been sitting basically because you had a phantom shoulder. Mm-hmm. It wasn't phantom. It was an injury. He was a <laughs> in real injury. Absolutely. It, he I, was hurt. It was no joke. No, it was well, no joke. Why, why didn't and I, here's say what that? I believe, and I've been saying What's this. It's a hard time with saying that then. Because they didn't want anybody to know that he was damaged goods coming in. Because he was hurt before the season started, and one of the rumors was, not a rumor, it was documented, that he was a big BMX bicycle rider yeah. out on the West Coast, yeah. and there was speculation. Again, I'm not saying this is fact, that he fell you know, in the summer after he was drafted, and he hurt his shoulder, but they didn't want to make a big deal out of it because they didn't want people saying, oh, no, now we got another guy like Joel Embiid who has a history Ricky with injuries. Flau- Ricky Fowler. 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 Yeah, great, there great. was... There was also the, the the talk about him Same actually thing. possibly getting hurt in a pickup game with his Whatever friends. Whatever it was. All was this speculation goes yeah, around. He was yeah. hurt. And yeah, w- right. there, I do believe there was some of it had to do with the mental aspect that of also. it. also. Because he did play in a summer league and he looked fine. But then that injury did happen. And again, it kept him out. But like you said, it, you know, it, it was about time for him to come out. And I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming your organization. Yes. Rightfully so. You have 70 games He's to a- work with this guy psychologically, with the best right. doctors, the best trainers. And you have a PR department. You have a legal department. Exactly. That comes up with a story that they want to say. And the fact that they but either told people, him to say he nothing. He has people himself, too. Yeah, but he's yeah, still but a 19-year-old kid. And it's the team that's bringing exactly. it out. So. And you, you know, always wondered about you know Shady McCoy is going to be asked. They don't you tip anyone. The they tip no one. They Iverson, tip zero people. Iverson's people. You, you know what I mean? You, you do not. You know that he's going to be asked the question about his health, whether he scored one point or a hundred points. He was going to be asked about that shoulder. Exactly. Because that's, that's, why were you not on the court for three months? We need to know why. What happened? Well, that's it wasn't like you're grilling the kid. You're saying, okay, what's the? No, but you asked. This the was question. not an unexpected question. No, hey, Tony. He got a couple. <laughs> he got a few fluffers out there. Those aren't couple, fluffers. Those no, are legitimate. No, he got a. No, he got. He got a few just fluffers. You know. You know. How did it feel finally getting back? Oh yeah, I felt great. You know, I felt good. And all this stuff like that. And what'd you think about this situation, that situation? And finally someone was just like, so what I think of when I think of a fluffer. So what well, obviously you wouldn't. So well, what was the part of the you know Tony what happened that. with the no, that's true. Well you ran your house out the porn, so that's you know, that's a different exactly story right. for a different podcast. People are asking me about Actually, the story of Daniels in, uh, in my Peter situation. North ever used your house. No, not this house. No, no, he didn't. Not no. This house. no, not this no, house. I didn't have flood insurance. In Although there house. has <laughs> been action in this I house. Had, I would have had Peter North uh, use my house, but I didn't have flood insurance. I've, it, so I've used this house. By the way, it, uh, I want you get that to, one, Luigi? I want to remind yes, people that the phones are working. I know that Cascading. for the last two weeks, you have not been able to call in because there were some issues. But if you would like to call in and give your opinion or comment, on something, please call 619-924-9874. That's 619-924-9874. Sounds like you're doing uh, one of those uh, call, PB, uh, PBS. Uh, call right now, and we have people standing by. Yeah. And if you call right now... And for an additional $12 a month. <laughs> for $12 a month, Dan Duffy will come but to your wait, home and more. paint a, a family portrait with num- with with, uh, so, with all the birthdays and all your grand friends and all your Twitter arguments. followers... No, I'm I, kidding. He doesn't do that. By the way. Robin missed, said he did that I, once. I miss, well, because back, like, what was it, eight, nine years ago when we right. first met you and you were doing things, um, you were doing it a little bit different. Now you are so weddings, busy. Weddings, bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Sweet yeah. But you are so busy yeah. now, so you're not doing that kind of I art anymore unless you got paid. Like, if somebody wanted to commission Jewish. you for a whole hell of a lot of money, you would do it, I'm sure. But, I mean, sometimes these things take me, like, like a month. Yeah. And, and then and I you're have only like, doing one. I have like three employees, so it yeah. becomes like ungod. Like I don't even want to tell you how much it would be, because I really don't make the art for one individual. I, I don't think you. you know from what for for it's what a I great do. idea though. And 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 I've done. I used to do pieces. You know. Um, you know. I uh, remember you doing. That's why I remembered it. But I guess yeah, it's, you're uh, just too you know busy. Fam- family events, and and it's not that I don't want to do them again. It's just like. 
you know, I haven't done Michael Jackson, you know, words to create his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done like a lot of great art. I haven't done uh, the 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 letters between uh, Jefferson and Adams. Mm-hmm. That's kind of badass, right there, man. Right? Yeah. They, That's pretty they, badass. They right always there. they always wrote letters to each other, even to their death bed, in which they died on the same day, July fourth. Crazy. Okay, I don't think in the same year, He's like but like weird history lover, staggered people. years. So you, most people think artists are just like stoners and. Uh, well, you that know, too. And, and don't know anything. <laughs> They're stoners and they know history too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's like me. I don't know a probably, stoner. Do you like drunk history? On I, I saw it a couple times about Tesla. <laughs> I saw the one. I thought I, I saw one about Tesla and I and I realized I I don't want to watch another one of these because I love it too much. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. Too, I, I want to do a drunk history. You know what we should do? Ooh. We should do drunk history on the podcast next yes. week. Yes. Why don't I take off? And Will I Chamberlain. will get hammered during the show, and you can ask me history. And I'm pretty good on history. And you can ask me history questions, and I'll answer it. I'll do drunk history. Drunk history. What do you mean take off? I'll take off th- that work that night. You know, oh, I'm not going to be able to work. I'm not going to be able to work. Drunk? <laughs> Why can't you go to work? I'm going to I'm going I'm to urinate and ejaculate somewhere in that other room over there. It's going to happen oh, simultaneously, which I have done several times. I'm the only person. Uh, I watch seen. Science Channel every night. Robin, things Robin's, have happened here when you haven't. Been Robin's been watching enough. crappy no, no, sitcoms. People have been here. Crappy shows on CBS and ABC and Fox and all these other shows. Detective shows. I'm watching Science Channel. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, yeah you're bettering yourself. That's that's is no, that I am. I okay. learn stuff okay. every night when I watch TV. What'd you learn last night? I learned about the, the the I watched this one show. Well, what on earth is my favorite show on Science Channel? You ever watch that? at the same time, man. That's what you're learning. And friend. then last night I was watching Mysteries of the Unexplained, and also <laughs> Mysteries of <laughs> the Abandoned. Of the Unexplained, and also the, the abandoned. So there's like all these abandoned projects all over the world. Totally. You know, like missile sites in yeah. in Iowa or oh, in North Dakota. There's this gigantic ah. pyramid. And it's not even... A Carson Wentz probably doesn't even know this. <laughs> I know he's from South Dakota, but I'm saying in North Dakota, there's a gigantic pyramid in the middle of nowhere. And it, and it has these big circles around it. And then we find out that it was a missile launching location during the Cold War... And it took it's it would have cost twenty two billion dollars if they were to build it today, and it had all these underground missile silos in case Russia was going to launch nuclear warheads at us. The thing got finally finished in nineteen seventy five, and it was only operational for a week before they abandoned it and shut it down. It's like the A plus down there on Broad Street. It's like the California. <laughs> it's like the stadium for the for the uh, for the Rams in L A. Exactly, and the train from Los Angeles to San Francisco. That didn't last long. He gone. But now it's like one of those condos in case you're one of those uh, no, now final, it's still final doomsday people. And no, you oh, God, the barricade people? Yeah. Bunker? You can go down there. No, and, and you, you no they're forever. not allowing people. You can go and look at it, but Bring it's in the middle of oxygen. nowhere. The missile silos are still there, and those missiles could get to the, to the, to the stratosphere to take out multiple Russian nuclear missiles Within seconds. So you're learning about like conspiracy theory and this isn't conspiracy stuff. theory. This is fact. That's history. This stuff happened. It's still there. These are projects that were built to protect us from the Russians back when I was growing up. When we worried about hiding under that the face desks. right there. That's like that's like one this of those isn't deniers. conspiracy theories. History is not conspiracy. It's a, that's like that face right there is like somebody that's denying that the Holocaust happened. You know Just what else? Oh no, it happened. That definitely, I that definitely happened. You know what else was? That was very show? real. Okay. You know what else was on it? One of the three things that they took. Eastern State Penitentiary. Eastern State Penitentiary was on the show last night as one of the abandoned oh, Dan's, historical sites. Dan's in the asking world. for a little product over here. Here you go, Dan. Here, no wait. Let's let's pass. Is Eastern State around. Penitentiary where Robin and I have been? Oh yeah, no joke, no joke. Yeah. Is that not part of history? I'm just saying. Or is that a conspiracy? It is a part of. I didn't say. Um, just saying all the doomsday stuff and all this other stuff. These are doomsday. I said I'm just saying. Why don't you watch something on the presidents or something? No, so I here's do. The thing. I watch. I watch History Channel. I watch Science Channel. The people that are the doomsday people now that live in those bunkers, they're crazy. But the fact that at the time the people she's like those, they're crazy. But the, <laughs> the, the people that were making the bunkers back then, it was really like the the threat of nuclear it's war was really there at some exactly. point. Exactly. So it's I understand. the you historical realize that the, aspect there, of it. There was almost a real nuclear war in the yes. in the Cold War so, era. So can which we, I grew so up can in. we do drunk history? We should do drunk history. Good, because I want well, to do if you didn't history. know about the uh, the secret uh, bunker, I do know not about a bunker. It's a, it was a satellite. It was a radar installation. It was the most state-of-the-art computer technology we had in the 60s. You want to talk about bunkers? I lived in an efficiency in Kensington, bro. That's a bunker. That is a bunker. That's a right bunker, there. all right, man? So don't come at me with no bunkers, all right? 
Ridiculous, man. Talk to me about no damn bunkers. Dan? Oh, this is good. This is one of, This is the bottle that Dan brought. Now, what Ooh. is this here now? Locked out. Dreaming Tree. Yes. Dreaming Tree. It's not bad. This is no. a Pinot from California 2015. The Acme had uh, four different Pinot versions. Acme. I picked the one that was uh, not the most expensive, but the second most expensive. Ah, that's a good choice. See, that's, that's a good choice. Yeah. That's what you do when you go on a date. You get the wine list, right? You don't go for the top bottle, but you get that happy median right there. Like if it's like the top bottle is like a buck well, fifty, right? You're expecting the top every single time you went out. Yeah, but they usually get much. the D somewhere in between. So that's well, why you, you got to give them. You, you, you don't go for the $150 bottle. You don't go for the $5 bottle, no. but you get the $75, $80 bottle. No, oh, no, it depends on I how many bottles one, there are. That one might be By the way, I'm drinking usually, multiple like, bottles, dude. Let me give you some yeah. knowledge. You know yeah. whose company, you know who the winemakers are here? No. Dave Matthews, bro. Oh, really? Oh, oh sweet. Well, crash into me with that bottle. Huh? Let, me, why, let me read a little that, history that's on That's why it. it tastes a little earthy. Yeah, it's a, it's, I thought it's, I had a little, just as a little no, bite. It's good. Of, it's good. A little bite mm-hmm. of weed at the end. A little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> a little... little It's an exciting collaboration between Dave Matthews and seasoned winemaker Sean McKenzie. It's an interesting flutter. Dreaming Tree captures the spirit of California's wine country... United by their shared passion to make quality, quality wines accessible to everyone. Sort of like Dan's art. Making it accessible to everyone. The French drank it to help them cope. The Romans stole it and then the Pope. The blood of Christ, the sacrament. But the French took it back to the Pope's lament. And the people here Signed, Dave Matthews. And the people here drink it because it'll get you drunk. Exactly right. Dave Matthews wrote that poem. Wow. And I didn't even hear that. Not as good as the new uh, book by Sean Penn. Did you see Sean Penn wrote a book? I saw in 60 Minutes that <laughs> so he this, wrote a book. So on Twitter. Did you try to read the Sean Penn book? No, but I wondered what it would. I'm keeping a track of this stuff on Twitter because we put up the, the poster. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, the painting. And people are saying, seriously, I'm in line already. Like, where do I buy this thing? It, we can be selling like They're talking about the Sean Penn book. No, they're talking no, about, not they're the talking Sean about, they're talking about the Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Oh. They're, they're, yeah. People are asking, like, I'm in line already. Where do I buy this? I want one of those so in my it, house. Can we can, now? Is it, do we have a well, Twitter handle artist, for you? I, I got. I mean, we're on a podcast. Let's make it interesting. The 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 artist widow wrote me and said, "Please send us all of his prints." But I remember paying like a lot of money for this company when I got it. it had the 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 MLB rights and it had all the things. And I said, "I think these are our prints." But I am agreeable to paying him. Our percentage of whatever yes. I get. Now, the one, there are two different artists now. You're talking about the Will Chamberlain. I'm talking Bill about Russell. the Will Chamberlain piece. So mm-hmm. here's what I want you to do. Go to um, legendarysportsprints.com. Legendarysportsprints.com. Legendary Sports Prints. You can take a look at our whole collection. We have all kinds of stuff. I'll tweet it out for you. Uh, thank you. And uh, we'll it's not just me, day. but the other artists. And uh, just press the contact me because I probably don't have the Will Chamberlain piece up. Be like, yeah, where's that Will Chamberlain piece? Not only that, the little bit of effort that you have to go through to get it is what's going to make it so special. Absolutely. <laughs> Trust me. I, I, as soon as I saw that, I thought, this I guy's, this guy's been, he's been dead. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna We're fall. dealing with legal issues with the widow. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I love the way you it's think. Hot. This makes it so much easier. It's because so much cooler I, than going by now. It makes the juice worth the squeeze. I am man. notorious <laughs> uh-huh. for when somebody wins something and I forget <laughs> to send it to them. <laughs> forget. Forget. People forget to clean up. They forget to do dishes. So, you forget about it like, I completely. Like, I like Dan's tactic. He's saying it's it part means, of the journey. It means even more yeah. because it takes so long to get to you. I had to they have wait to work for it at the stop sign for five hours. I like that. Oh, speaking so of, anybody yeah. that I still owe something to because I didn't send it to you. It's going to mean even more. So speak, speaking of, <laughs> like of, of, of twenty being years worth it. later, when it comes in, you're like, yeah. So I'm, I mentioned this to Dan before. I said, so Dan's at Philly Word Art on Twitter, right? Yeah. Now, I followed Dan for like ever. He never followed me back. Right. Never. Right. So I've unfollowed you before the show started. No That's way. Right. Yes, because he said he didn't. He's not the one who handles the social media. It's not. It's not necessarily true. My my soul is in the social media. It's just not me. Meaning, I, 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 I kind of like direct the way I want things to go. I like it. And, mm-hmm. I, and how I want them to be. Right. But here's the deal, though. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow you follow now. Follow everybody. I'm going to follow you because you why don't follow me. You? Like, why wouldn't you is. follow people? I'm following you. 
So I expect a follow back, Dan. Damn it. I'm going to download this app right now. Yeah. <laughs> I will I'm, not even, I'm not even that old. Okay, so I wanted to get back to the Sean Penn book. Yeah. The Sean Penn book that just got, uh, is being ripped apart all over the place. Oh. It's called Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff. Well, everybody knows you don't go full retard. Everyone no, knows no. you don't go full retard. Who Just Do Stuff. <laughs> and, and it's about a man doing stuff. I, I, I read I read a paragraph of it today. It was horrible. Oh, it's not just it's horrible. It's like, what the hell is he talking about? Nobody knows what the hell. What about Sean the Audible book? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be able. He's going to have. <laughs> he's going to have to get Spicoli to do it for me to be even in, interested in listening. <laughs> no way, Mister Han. Oh, <laughs> no way, Mister Awesome, Han. Uh, Hey, dude, let's party. No, he's a bright guy. But this book, when when when, when the Huffington Post. And all of these sites are ripping your book? No doubt, bro. You know that it's not good. Wow. <laughs> Did he go to Venezuela and uh, like <coughs> lose his mind? I, have, I don't know. I Where did he write this book? There's like alliterations everywhere in this he book. Said, he said he thinks both half, half the people might hate it, half the people might like it. That's what I remember from his Well, interview. we have Sean here on the phone. We have tape? Yeah. In the world of one wrestling podcast there is a new shining star with great interviews analysis music and, and me matt coon on total engagement go to any podcast platform to listen today